I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Reality, a podcast about reality television. I'm David Chen. I'm here with Ad Joy O'Napping. And on today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be covering Love is Blind, Season 3, Episodes 5, 6, and 7. You can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. And hopefully, at some point, we're going to get the videos up on youtube.com slash decoding TV. But uh i it's it's in the backlog of stuff so it's not quite there yet in the meantime we need to get those people in the boiler room working harder do they need like a raise or incentives all all those people in the boiler room aka me um i'm in the front room (laughs) and the boiler room so anyway uh joy before we get into love is blind season three episodes five six seven i think you had some you were concerned a little bit about the fact that uh, Jeff Kanata and Devinder Hardwar ruthlessly mocked uh, uh, this podcast on the Filmcast podcast this week because we mistakenly thought that the, this uh, season took place in Seattle when, in fact, it takes place in Dallas, right? And, you know, for the, the tens of people that might hear this, I just want to make it clear um, that we sensed before the reveal that it's Dallas that maybe this wasn't Seattle. So... Mm-hmm. I don't think Jeff and Devendra are incredibly familiar with the show and the frenetic way it's edited. But, you know, the first three-ish episodes are just pure pod. So you don't know. You could be in any city. You could be in Siberia. And there are no context clues. But just from the people and the vibe and the fashion choices, it just didn't feel like Seattle to me. And I Mm -hmm. actually 
want to give myself credit for that. I think I, we should be praised. Um, there was no Patagonia, no North Face, no Fleece, no R- Ugg REI. Boots. REI is nothing REI. Um, no one was like, oh, my job is I'm a mountain climbing instructor. You know, just the vi- the types of jobs felt a little bit off. Um, it's not that you can't find people with those jobs in this city. That, frankly, people were a little better groomed than I think they are in this city. This is a city that kind of goes to bed at 9 o'clock because you might have to get up and like hike at 6 a.m. So mm-hmm. I uh, I think we sensed, uh, and, and you know, the, the makeup of folks in terms of diversity is different than what's average for Seattle city proper. Unfortunately, a lot of diversity has left the city because of pricing and how expensive real estate is. So um, I think that, uh, we did okay. Our spidey sense was not that bad. And then it was really as we started to see the sort of everybody's going to move into the hometowns, you know, phase of this, um, that we paused those aerial shots of Dallas and said, this does not quite look like our town. So we Indeed. knew for sure at that point. Indeed. Okay. Well, let's dive into season three, episodes five, six, and seven of Love is Blind. Uh, and, and actually, you know, before we do that, I just want to say one last thing, which is I came off, I think, somewhat negative on the show during our last episode. And I just want to say, I think the show is enormously entertaining. I think the thing that bothers me about the show is the way that Nick and Vanessa Lachey talk about the show, right? It's in, it's in a very like high minded, like, we're better than all those other reality shows. Like we we test out things that are more important than looks. Uh, when in fact, as we discussed last week, like in, in some ways, this show is worse than other shows. You know, like be, because they do not lay bare um, the actual incentives at work in the show. Whereas, like on The Bachelor, it's very clear no one is there to make friends. You know, um, on Love Is Blind, it's not as clear what the f people are actually trying to do. And so uh, I, I have no issue with the show as a piece of entertainment. I am bothered when a show like this pretends to be something more than it is, which is fun, entertaining, trashy television. You know, you know what I think uh, is interesting is Nick and Vanessa seem to really believe it. Vanessa in particular yes. had a it does very not seem like a strong... Uh, like words for shake at the end of the season two, like the reunion. I know. And so know. she was really See, they are high on their own supply is kind of what I feel about it. And I don't, I don't love it, you know? Um, like, yeah. So, so that, that is my main beef with the show is not, um, that it, um, that's my main beef with the show. It's not that it's like not a, a fun TV show. It's that, it thinks it's – or I believe they think they are something they are not, which is an actual scientific adjacent experiment of whether or not you can fall in love with someone without seeing them. So, okay. All that said, episode okay, five, six, I, I think that is a great transition to my favorite couple right now. From the bottom of the bottom to the top of the pops, it's SK and Raven. SK and Raven definitely – so l- let's start by saying this. Episodes five, six, and seven definitely reconfigured our ways of thinking about things um, in ways that surprised me, right? Like, I think I listened back to our last Decoding Reality episode, and um, yeah, I mean, 
we were extremely negative about virtually every couple, except for um, Alexa and Brennan, right? Uh, and all the other couples were like, these couples are doomed. Now, most of them are still doomed, but SK and Raven, I think, uh, have at least a, you know, they went from a 0% chance to like a 25% chance um, over the course of the last few episodes. So, I would go further than that in that I think they are there for quote unquote the right reasons. They seem to actually be invested in probably trying to make this work. I, I don't know if you I, bought I, it I, more, I, I, but I, I, I you already thought SK was a pretty good dude from the last batch yes. of episodes. And he I seems think to me he seems to be literally the least problematic character in the entire person in the entire show. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh going to business school shortly. I'd love to have met SK in business school. Um but I think that um Raven you know, I think the the thing about them going slow into their physical relationship read as a lack of chemistry last time. And now I think it might be more of an investment in a higher quality relationship. I agree with you. But that positivity is counteracted by Raven's statements of, hey, uh, I'm in, you know, we're madly in love and probably soulmates, but... I don't want this relationship to negatively affect my life in any way, nor am I willing to make any compromises. Um, I mean, I think that's a hard one. And I'm a little surprised they didn't talk about that more in the pods because they said they're both very practical people that are very planful. Um, So I would have guessed that that would come up. Um, But she's like learning Yoruba um, for him, or at least she's really trying to understand his culture I don't know, in the background, in addition to like her practicing a couple words that we saw, you know, in a scene between them, there was like a, a whiteboard that said Yoruba word of the day, um, which mm. I just thought was incredibly cute. And I feel like there is Yoruba, effort there. for those who don't know, uh, Joy, what is Yoruba? Oh, uh, it's a tribal language that is SK's sort of um, language from Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, but the thing is, SK is about to move to California from – he's going to go to Berkeley Business School, if I yeah, remember. Yeah, I think here. he's there now. So he's supposed to go to Berkeley Business School for two years. Um, he got a scholarship, so that's amazing. Incredible. Uh, amazing. Um, but his life's going to be put on hold for two years. And uh, and that's like and, – and, and he's not going to be making any money. So Raven, who has a uh, – you know – seems to work a lot and is accustomed to a, a certain type of lifestyle is not necessarily going to be helped. Like SK is not necessarily going to help provide this lifestyle for Raven over the Yet. course of the next couple of years. And they have this very uncomfortable meeting with Raven's friends who I think like ride or die for Raven. And I, I have no, like, I think they act like fairly honorably as friends, right? Like I don't but they think they were pretty they, harsh about they're very harsh, very harsh. What I found really interesting is, I think that business school is one of the easier um, things to kind of have a ride with somebody through because it's two years, but it's actually less than two years. Like it's one year, nine months. There's a summer internship in there, which he could try to get back in Dallas. It's incredibly, I mean, you go to business school as an optional degree so that you can get a job. Um, and so I just feel like he has, he's going to have a lot of options. Whereas if he were trying to match as a, a doctor or, you know, for a residency or if he were trying to, um, become a lawyer, he'd have to take the bar three years down the road. 
in a very certain state. I, I actually think this is among the best situations for her. So I'm surprised that the investment is feeling like it's a tough way to start a marriage, I guess. But I, I, I don't know. It feels kind of like not that bad to me. Yeah, it's it's weird that it seems to be such a deal breaker for both Raven and her friends because, as you point out, it's two years and then theoretically SK seems like a smart guy, could probably get a really high-paying job. So it's like, if this is really true love, which I'm extremely skeptical of, uh, then, hey, take a couple years and see how this evolves. And, you know, the only thing that's like challenging about this is the uh the forced marriage part of the love is blind equation right like if this is just a relationship they could see how it develops um then maybe it could evolve into something interesting we'll see well but, you know uh, I, I, yeah go ahead I, I have to say um i did really like my opinion on raven has changed significantly since the last episode that we recorded together because um i was very negative on raven before i was like she's only in it for the influencing or whatever but first of all, she, as you said, she genuinely seems to be trying in this relationship to trying to make it work, right? So that's one thing. Second thing is she is just freaking dropping truths left and right in a very entertaining way. Um, she blew like, Bartice out of the water when he attempted amazing. to flirt with her. It was incredible, priceless. amazing work. And then also when she's like, oh, yeah, to be honest, I didn't remember Matt was even on this show. Like that's just both brutal and, you know, fair, right? Um <laughs> So well, yeah. you know, you and I actually frequently had trouble remembering what his name was, and we would be like, "Is that the one that's the VP of the aerospace company?" Right, right. So, so my opinion on Raven has like swung considerably from, you know, she is venal and only in this for the uh, influencer likes to. Oh, she's not only a great presence on the show, but she's actually trying in this relationship. I still don't think it's going to work out. I think it's like there's too many things arrayed against it. But it's I'm I'm way like past like this is a total loss kind of thing. Yeah, you know? well, it seems so. like SK is a good guy, and I to your point, I think Raven has like a lot of self respect. I thought one of the best things she did. She is aware that she's attractive. So having someone like Bartiz come up to her and say, "Wow, you're really attractive," just like means nothing to her and she has the presence of mind to shut it yeah. down so definitively not just there for him uh to not get the wrong idea but also for the cameras and for the record which is like oh yeah but like emotionally we are so completely incompatible that we would have literally nothing to talk about except the fact that we go to the gym aka the thing you keep pointing out um and so i just uh chef's kiss everyone should take yes. lessons from raven yes all right, so that's SK and Raven. Uh, I'm much more positive on them than before, but still overall negative. Well, it's, okay. it's, I think it's hard that her family is not going to participate, it seems like, in the show at all. Yeah. And... The, the, well, the first of two families we learn are not going to participate in the show, so... Um, on the other hand, I thought it was really, really lovely how welcoming SK's mom was. That's always lovely when you see the parents, you know? Because I yeah. think when you see the parents on the show, you kind of like... It it reminds you of your own parents and like you wonder like how they would react in this situation and it's um anyway it's it's lovely to see SK's mom be so welcoming of her you know because you you know it's a big move for any parent to welcome someone in these circumstances yeah so. I think it doesn't remind me of my parents it does <laughs> because my parents would not be that welcoming probably um, it under you these of circumstances the idea of the idea and concept of parents that's kind of what i'm saying parents who are loving parents and warm yes yes, yes. the concept uh, the theoretical abstraction of parents that are loving and warm that's correct all right um okay that's sk and raven 
we should save the Colleen, Matt, uh, Bartice, and is it Amanda? Is, is that her name? Um, David. For the end? David, there's no one named Amanda on the show. Okay, sorry. What's, yeah, what's, Bar- what's Bartice's... Uh... Nancy. Nancy, yes. Yeah, but sorry. don't you want to save Zeneb and Cole as well? Because that's part oh, of yeah. the other half of the Colleen, yeah, yeah. Matt parabolum. Um, so I think that would take us next to Alexa and Brennan, our next... I, I mean, SK and Raven are my number one probably right now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I actually still think it's Alexa and Brennan. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, let's hash it out. Why Why do you think Alex and Brennan have the best shot? Um, well, first of all, it's super fascinating for Brennan to like meet Alexa's parents in this in the, these episodes, and like, and they talk about money a little bit, and she's like, "Yeah, I've never worn the same outfit twice." And she says to him, and it's like, "Wow!" Like, uh, it takes me, a, you know. <laughs> Let me just you know tell me, you, I buy I, I buy my clothes from Costco, so like, I'm like, I don't even, I'm trying to picture the implications the financial implications of that right every person in that house regardless of gender identity had more cosmetic surgery and grooming money spent on them than is the value of your car david like it was (laughs) just like a million dollars that i was looking at between the furnishings Mm -hmm. and what the people had had sort of injected into them and like chemically done it was quite quite impressive actually as an array Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm but yeah, I mean the the biggest situation, and she's like, yeah, um, I would definitely want a prenup. And there's that moment when she's like, yeah, what, what would you want in the prenup, Brennan? And she, he's like, that you love me. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, he is so he is so outmatched here. Um, just like he's he's not as worldly as Alexa is, you know. Well, um, this I think is just it's a great. Water, tre- water treatment engineer slash sales specialist. So yeah, what is his job? It's very confusing. Yeah. Um, because I don't think you sell wastewater treatment usually. At, well, I don't know, maybe like septic yeah. tanks. Um, I, I'm glad she asked for the prenup. Good job, girl. This is legally dicey. What everybody's doing. Um, <laughs> I was moved that he said yes, relatively easily. Mm-hmm. But I am just worried that she wants him to provide, and that is just not going to happen at the level that she spends, you know? So my concern with them is not that they don't care for each other, but that they actually don't know how to run a household together. And Mm -hmm. I think he is so besotted with her that he's just like, sure, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And like it, it's, it's about to take a lot. Yes. Well, according to Zipia.com, the median salary for a water or wastewater engineer is $85,000. But so, what if they also sell things? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but the point being, it's a decent living. You know, it's certainly not a bad living, but it is not um, what Alexa's family is used to making. Right. And water. I don't know that Alexa, I get the sense she doesn't particularly want to work. And on top of that, I get the sense that she wants to be not only a stay-at-home mom, but also for her significant other to be home a lot, which just feels like, well, I don't know when the money's going to get made then. You know, can you be a part-time wastewater sales manager? She meets his family. Uh, It goes fine. You know, his mom says, yeah, Brendan sometimes likes running away. And it's like, okay, I don't don't know that that's really going to... We haven't seen any even traces of that. I think that's just in there to, like, generate some tension. Totally agree. Um, I don't think that's going to really come into play. Um, 
I mean, maybe it will, but but we've seen like no evidence of that basically uh, in the whole show. I agree with you. He seems really into her. Um, and then he meets her family, and yeah, they they grill him. It's like, wow, dude, that that looked uncomfortable for him. Like, I I felt very yeah. sympathetic to him. Yeah, like, that's tough. tough and I, to I think he's right. got you know social skills, but it I, it's, it clearly was like a little awkward at times. Yeah. How do you it, feel about Alexa? being the kind of like um queen bee gossip of the whole crew because there's this weird moment where they're i feel like they're spending more time as a group of 10 together in malibu and then they all move into the same apartment building which was not made totally clear in the prior seasons like they all had a very similar style of apartment so you could figure out it was the same apartment building but it does feel like they kind of have a clubhouse slash community that is just rolling forward and um you know she's just out there like explaining details of their sex life yeah uh not great i mean what's bizarre to me about this is like last season we saw shake be very upfront about his lack of attraction to Deep D and it came back to bite him in the ass in a really big way. Uh, and he was heavily frowned upon and disgraced in the, you know, post season talk. And <laughs> I was talking with a call, a, a mutual friend of ours, joy um, about the show and I was telling them I was very disappointed in how Andrew was depicted that we discussed last episode. And uh, my friend said, um, you know, anyone who goes on that show, like, uh, I, I feel no sympathy for them, especially with season three. Right. And I think that's because a you know what's going to yes, happen. Because you've now seen how people are depicted. You you should know what is coming now at this point. Right. I don't know. Maybe they were filming season three before season two aired. But like. You see in season one, you know, like, this show can, like, rip people apart. And so you got to, like, I will say, like, I feel like this season in particular has been way more, like, the producers seem, like, way more underhanded than they have in past seasons. Like, the, yeah, the, like dialogue, they- the, the dialogue with Alexa felt like it was, like, being whispered and, like, not intended for broadcast, but they, like, put it on the air anyway. Andrew with the tears, like, it just feels like they're really, the producers are really out for blood. This season, yeah, in a way they haven't been in the past. Well, they um, could have so, made yeah. the same point because I think she eventually kind of tells the same story differently, which is at first I wasn't so sure about the sex, but then I said, This is what I want, you know, I want it rougher, etc. And it's been amazing ever since then. They did not have to leave in the part where she's like, It was like two minutes of jamming it in, and I hated it. Well, she also comments on the size of his genitalia, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, which is really how did I miss that? I have to go back. Did, did I? Am I? Did I? Did I get that wrong? Or anyway, I don't I, know if okay. that happened. Maybe, maybe I've got that wrong. But whatever is the that case, it's like <laughs> it's like it's like fairly humiliating about you know, um, it's it's fairly humiliating for him. Uh, I think. Yeah, and, and it doesn't add anything to the story. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just it's just there for the prurient humiliation which made you know makes you feel bad for watching the show which uh, we should feel bad and that, that's okay you know fair enough um all right well we'll see you still think alexa and brennan are i don't i think she might she might get tired of or she may come to terms with like the reality of this is not what i want that she's effectively going to have to her family's wealth is going to have to provide a lot of what she's looking for 
Oh, um, yeah. So I, you know, I wasn't. Uh, t- I'm checking the tape, and she didn't comment on his genitalia. She was talking about how it was only the length of the. Um, yes. Session was so short. Yes. Yeah. So yes. got that wrong. Yes. Just want to clarify that. Um, so yeah. Uh, Still not I wonderful, find, but you know. Yeah, I did find it wonderful. I, I did find it uh, meaningful, like the conversation that Brendan has with her dad, and it's funny when he takes out this massive knife that's larger than any knife I've ever seen. That's pretty hilarious um, to ostensibly circumcise him. Um, and uh, and he like the dad like grills him in a really but it's like in my opinion like fairly reasonable uh, like what I mean by reasonable is like he's not just out to like destroy Brennan he just wants Brennan to have like a clear picture of like hey you're gonna need to provide for this woman and if you don't it will go badly like and that's like feels like a very realistic depiction of the future i honestly felt like it came across as kind of loving like hey my daughter is a lot she's kind of emotional she's a little bit spoiled i mean is not the words he would use probably but like she has expectations of material things and yeah yeah so that is alexa and brennan i still think they have a good chance uh probably less of a chance now that uh, once these episodes get out into the world and Brennan sees it and it's not good for that. So know. to clarify, when you say they have a good chance, do you mean they have a good chance to finish this show by getting married? Or do you mean they have a good chance to make it in real life? Both. both. Oh, wow. Both. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I agree. The lifestyle differences are going to be pretty vast to overcome. But anyway. Okay. Who to talk about next? Tough. Tough, tough, tough. I'd say we go to to Nancy and Bartiz. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Nancy and Bartiz. My new MVP of this show is Nancy. Uh, Yeah, Nancy's awesome. Give Nancy a spinoff where she's a bachelorette. Nancy is awesome except for the fact that she doesn't seem to have any self-respect because she's with (laughs) Bartiz. So she's a great role model for all the lads and ladies out there Except she has no self-respect because she's with Bartiz. Well, she's still in this thing, and she's still infatuated, but I have a feeling it's not going to work out. Um, can we just highlight a few of Nancy's greatest moments from this Please. episode or a set of episodes? Um, yes. She patiently listens to Bartiz give the most underbaked critique of abortion. Bartiz's uh, critique of abortion is, everyone gets one. You get one freebie abortion, and that's it. Then no more abortions, Okay. That's how it works in real life, okay? Uh, One that, freebie and then no more. I, I don't know if that's what he's saying legally would be his framework. It sounds like actually maybe. Um, yeah. But um, the important thing is that Bartise judges that your abortion is a good idea by Bartise's standards. Yes. Which he would have enough information to decide. And mm-hmm. she patiently <laughs> listens to all of that. And she keeps... she keeps it straight face and she's like "Mm, yeah that's interesting and as she was saying it i almost believed that she thought that was interesting and then she was like but you know i'm by the way i i joy i'm gonna take pointers from nancy about how to disagree with people um Mm. "Mm, that is interesting um yeah because i think actually that a different way to look at it is that you can have as many abortions under any circumstances because you don't know what happened and it's not anybody's business Mm -hmm. and i literally started started applauding. applauding yeah yeah. Um, Nancy has a mother that I think would actually like literally bury someone in the woods for her, like cut someone up and take them out yep. back. Yep. Um, her brother's incredible. 
were so skeptical of Bartis, like totally saw through that he's like kind of a good looking guy who's probably a little overconfident. Um, oh, and then this savage takedown of Andrew at the end. Do you remember this? Uh, remind me. Okay, so they have the pool party. They have something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. When they they go to the bar and they like mingle and they're all drunk. Yes, and, and of course Andrew and takes Nancy Andrew. aside and is like. And of course, we, the audience, have been trained to dislike Andrew because of yeah. the fake tears, right? And I, I think yeah. they probably were fake. You know, I've read. Yeah. It's unclear. The cast reacted yeah. very poorly to it. Um, and <laughs> he does say, because I think even if he's a robot who's just doing this performatively, he does have well, pride, well, right? Like well, for, he, for, he got turned all, first down. First of all, Andrew came off much better in the, these episodes or in that episode than he did in the first three. I he would agree. Much loose, much looser, less stiff, like much more of like a human being. I agree. Um, so it's a shame we didn't see more of the real Andrew in the first three episodes. But anyway. uh, maybe it all is the real Andrew. But you know, so even if he's being calculating, he still has to like say the sentences. Hey, um, do you remember when I proposed to you and you said no? How did you feel? about that and she didn't even soften it she's like i do not regret saying no um in fact everybody all i kept hearing is andrew's so smart and i was like is he (laughs) him him maybe i just didn't get it um and she said it in this kind of so it is so brutal it's so brutal and you know andrew coming from consulting thinks very highly of his own intellect and yeah. that Nancy is just a bubbly real estate person slash, you know, I think maybe she's also a nurse, like a, a speech pathologist. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure he uh, thinks he's above her. Speech pathologist slash real estate magnate. With you know, her so, ex. With her ex. Um, yeah. And I um, just, I feel like she saw through him. And when she, I mean, they had a lot of sex talk, as you recall, traumatizing sex talk. And, um, it worked for her, but then when he proposed to her, she said, I'm going to have to say no because I think it would be fine in the short run, but in the long run, I don't see it. And so I, yeah, I think she, she had good she shivved him. She shivved him right in the face on camera in front of millions of people, and it was amazing to watch, I have to say. Even though not a fan of the fact that Andrew's the first you know, Asian-American dude on this show, and he comes off very poorly, but you, you love a good owning, and uh, she, she owned that guy on camera. What I love about Nancy, the reason I would watch a whole show about Nancy is because it's the thing Raven said about her personality. She's so bubbly that you think that there's not a lot of there there. But it turns out, I think she's actually made of steel. So I am Mm -hmm. just waiting for... Except for the fact that she's with Bartiz. I am waiting for that, you know, for our Nancy that we have seen glimmers of to just catch up. And um, it's a grieving process, David. It's a process. It's not a thing you come to overnight. But the thing that that's happening is right that Bartise continues like. He, what what, would you, not, what is, do you think is happening? Because I actually don't even know how to describe what's happening. Here's what's happening: Bartise is not into Nancy. He's not into Nancy. Um, he thought he was into Nancy. He's not into her. He's not physically attracted to her. He, you know, he's much better looking than her in his mind, um, and he wants to get out of this situation. And uh, there's a conspiracy theory going on online that I believe, which is that Bartise was the the reason why the abortion topic was brought up when she met his family and now conveniently gives him an out that doesn't make him look bad if he wants to break it off. Um, Okay, so 
do we think that Bartice is emotionally into Nancy, but not physically into her? Or do we think that he's just not into her, period? Uh, I think he's just not into her, period. You know, like, there's so many sequences where it's like, it's super painful, you know, when she's like, I would marry you. And he's like, really? That's what you would say? Really? Really? And then, you know, commenting on, like how much like the raven stuff from last episode and or last set of episodes and like um and then like his meeting with her family did not go that well obviously you know as we referenced earlier like her brothers were very unimpressed which i think was right for the like those guys were complete badasses like in my opinion you know facing him down and being like yeah everything you're saying is like pretty bland and and boring i don't think it's very interesting you know i'm like okay yes I think he is bland and boring. I I get shake vibes from him, which is somebody who is coming into this saying, A, I I could fall in love with somebody when without the self-awareness that they're actually very into like a certain kind of physical type. Um, and B, I'm ready to get married, which I just don't get from Bartiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he would ask so different I, questions. I think he's not into her. She's still into him. This is gonna end tragically. Um, it's it's heading not into a good place. So, It'll only end tragically if they get married. Sure. So enough. hopefully it ends well in that they split. Um, and she has and a deep D, I choose me kind of moment. Yes. There. Then there is the quadrangle of Cole, Colleen, you know, or Matt and Colleen, Cole and Zainab. Truly, almost no one to root for here. I feel bad for Zainab, and that is it. Um, everyone else comes off pretty terribly here, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure Zenob looks amazing, you know, um. I, I didn't say she looks, I said I feel slightly bad for her. Okay. And other than that, I think they all look pretty terrible, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, how do we start? I, I mean, how do we start with there, this? Well, I mean, there's the pool party from hell. That's kind of really what is the inciting incident of all the stuff that goes wrong. I just found it incredible that we were spending so much time reliving this pool party scene. And I remember thinking, oh, it's a little flirtatious, but it's not as out of bounds as, you know, like Natalie has accused from season two. Natalie has accused Shane and Shayna of sending flirtatious DMs that are probably well beyond this level of flirt you know I, I don't know it felt pretty like kind of mild to me and i'm pretty sure everybody's being liquored up on the cast but i don't think it's fake just in the edit because matt really does blow up and zenob does get really really upset so it feels like it is they are depicting the actual fallout of the event i think what we're seeing is a we're seeing with Bartice and Cole, who are guys in their 20s, we're seeing a lack of maturity and just lack of knowledge about the world, right? When your significant other asks you, would you love me if I was a worm? Would you love me if I was 400 pounds? Would you love me if blah, 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 blah? The answer is yes, full stop. No follow-ups. It's not, well, well, if I'm being honest, you're a nine and she's a 10. Well, da, 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 da. shut the F up. Like, you, you don't, you, you, you don't know what the heck you're talking. You're like, you're only inviting sadness and tragedy onto yourself by responding with anything other than okay, yes. Okay, l- let me play and, the call. And they just don't know. They just don't know that yet. You know? Well, 
In Cole's case, I think the problem actually is that he is tragically honest. He has no filter and his honesty is in many ways a plus. And he keeps saying like, I'm being punished for being honest. And it's like, correct. You are being, it's, it's, it's in virtually no ways a plus, but yes, I agree with that. You don't think honesty is a plus? I'm saying there's a difference between honesty and having no filter. You know, which is kind exactly. of exactly, and he doesn't, he can't disambiguate those two things, right? Which yeah. is like, I'm gonna, I'm hearing the underlying insecurity she has, which is that I'm gonna choose somebody else because I'll find them more attractive, and he cannot speak to that in a way that doesn't actually fan the flames and make it worse for her. Um, and it, it comes, it, it comes off as so incompetent that it's actually cruel. You know, like it's, I, I don't actually think Cole is a cruel person. Like I don't actually. Think oh, I don't think so either. To, I think Cole is just oblivious. He's so oblivious that it, it comes off as like, and and Zainab is so insecure that it just comes off as extremely cruel to Zainab. And okay, it's it's painful to watch. It's well, let's watch. let's get into what they actually said at the pool party and whether it was. That I'm not even talking about the pool party. That. I'm talking about like when they're in bed and she's like, okay, out of ten, like what am I? She's like, you're a nine, and Colleen's a ten, and it's like, why would you say that? Why would you say that, Cole? Like, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just, just don't even say that, man. Like, it's not. David, would you love me if I, well into middle age, had a stuffed yes, animal yes. collection that I talk to all the time? The answer is yes. Okay. You pass. All right. So, so then there is a pool party. Well, the pool party came first. That's what triggered this. Yeah, sure. I don't remember if the bedtime conversation happened before or after. The bedtime actually. conversation was definitely a morning after what happened. Okay. So. This pool party happens where there's some flirting happens. You and I watched the pool party. We're like, okay, there's some flirting, but it's like, whatever. It's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal for Zainab and Matt, both of whom freak out about it and spend the rest, like, they're going to spend the rest of the time talking about it. And it's interesting. I think it highlights very common insecurities that people have. You know, one is about, I'm not your type, or, you know, like, looks wise, I'm not going to be able to quote unquote compete with other people um hypothetical or real and then for matt you know he has this really sad personal story of being cheated on and you know getting that phone call from his wife that she's pregnant and then really basically never seeing or hearing from her again i think that's clearly like he's still working through that he still has a lot of stuff he's got to deal with around that and that's it it is very sad yeah Um, yeah i mean so you do wonder if he would be the amount that he's triggered by this, of course, they're under kind of this pressure cooker situation, but like it, it's a little, a little alarming. Um, well, do, do you? Well, the, the, the question, Joy, is was the stuff that they said at the pool party really that bad? Do you know? Like, was the stuff that Cole and Colleen said to each other at the pool party really that bad? It didn't seem that bad to me, right? I went back and transcribed it. So Joy has transcribed. The entire dialogue of the pool party. Yes, and it took it took a while. Um, yes, because uh, they're cross talking the whole time. But yes. um, would you? I, I have provided you a copy with this at your desk. Would yes. you like to play the role of Cole or Colleen? Uh, why don't I play the role of Colleen? Okay, you can be Cole, and I'm Colleen, and we are going to now reenact for you all the dialogue from the pool party, and you, listener, can judge whether or not it is in fact something that is objectionable okay okay gotta all right i really thought i was gonna read for colleen so like gotta get into it all right joy is cole and i am colleen okay 
How are you? <laughs> sorry, sorry, Colleen. I didn't quite. Uh, sorry, Cole. I didn't quite catch that. Can you repeat that, Cole? How are you and Matt? I mean, great. You know. Are you ready to get married right now? Like, sure. Sign me up. Ask me. That's where Matt's at too. Like, obviously. Yeah. Y'all are getting married, clearly. So I'm just like going with how I'm feeling. Going with how you're feeling. How about going with what you're thinking? Do you have any like reservations or like? No, no, no. That's why I'm. I'm like. What he's been telling know. me is everything's perfect, but like, really is. I mean, that's the only thing. No, that's the only thing. Uh, Come on. No, that's the only thing. Like, we haven't come across anything. So, of course, that's scary where it's like, when are we going to find a hurdle? We haven't been in the real world yet. I'm not I'm not naive where it's like shit can happen. So so, you know, we'll see. How are you doing? What do you want to know? Anything, everything, anything, everything. How's how's Zay? Like, what are your do you have reservations? Yeah, she I mean, I fell in love with her in the pods. We have an emotional connection. Yeah, for sure. She's an amazing girl. But like, we do have like a physical connection, but it's not, it's not, like I said, it's not like the, yeah, yeah. like she wouldn't have been the first person I picked out at the bar. Yeah, yeah. If I was just yeah. basing this fully on physical. Like in the real world, yeah. Yeah. Who, who, who would your initial type be? You. Really? For sure, like, you would be the person that I would go to in a bar. I'd, I'd approach you, too, in a bar, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd yeah. approach each other. <laughs> Are you at all mad at me from the pods? Like, No, not at all. I, I, I knew I would be physically attracted to you, but I was like... It, it was hard for you to say no to me. Uh, just, 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 just a little bit, just a little bit. Like, you know, just I bit. know you're cute. Yeah, it, it is very interesting. I know, it's weird. <laughs> yes, you would be someone I would go for in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get another drink <laughs> over here? <laughs> and scene. And scene. <laughs> I think that's over so, the line. Yeah? You think Do it's you th- over the line? Like, yeah... She doesn't need to say what would your physical type have been because she mm-hmm. knows the answer is mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And then he says, you. Not like someone who's a little bit less exotic, quote unquote, or whatever, however he would have framed it, which would have been tragic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not great. You know, it's not great, but like, they're all in a very artificial situation. The producers probably. Like, oh, so you think it's not? It. You think it's not over the line? I, I didn't say it's not over the line, but what we see in the show is, um, Zainab is like deeply upset about it. Multiple episodes later, multiple days later, um, Matt seems like he's literally gonna commit a crime. Um, as a result of this interaction. And that does not seem proportionate, to be honest with you. Um, to me, yeah. personally. Yeah. Be- because, be- just because, like, look, guys, you're in a completely engineered situation that's not real at all. Like, you have cameras following you around. You were in these pods, and, like, 
you're about to become super mega famous. Like everything about this is like fake to some degree. And so the idea that like, oh, hey, there was some flirting and it was caught on camera. But like that was it. It's it's just like it's you know, this is like five days after they were in the pods. Like it's not like, you know, where they were just like dating. They, you know, maybe they were going to get married 10 days ago. Like who knows? You know, so it's just I just don't. um I guess, like, if I was in that situation, I would probably accept that, hey, things are going to be said. Colleen proposed to two other dudes before me. Like, I, Well, I she didn't understand. propose to. She got rejected by. Sure, sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would just accept that, like, hey, there's some things about the situation that are going to be a little bit weird and probably not how I would prefer them. Well, also, I think know. we're all kept deprived of sleep and maybe drinking water. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I see it both ways. You know, I think... Um, in some ways, I'm like, well, if this is how you flirt when the cameras are rolling, how bad would it have been if the cameras aren't there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so clearly, like, there's some temptation there. But I also truly don't believe that either of them were like, we should run away together and ditch our two people. I really didn't have that yeah, feeling exactly. from exactly. either I of them. I didn't get that at all. And, and in fact, that's what Cole tries to convince her of, you know? So... Um, so I, uh, what do you think about this uh, cliffhanger that Colleen is out at the club at 2.30 a.m. and Matt can't find her and it's the second time he's freaking out. Again, it seems like Matt has issues he has to work through. This seems like an extremely disproportional response to her being out at the club. Like, in my opinion. You you are much more on Team Matt on this one. But I was like, dude, she didn't want to hang out with you because she was with a bunch of friends and, you know, what, whatever. She wasn't – if it was like she's making out with some other guy, then I'd be, I'd be much more understanding. But it was just like literally she came home later than she said she would, basically. Okay. I think it's fair that he has like filled in the blanks with like she's out drinking means she's out talking to people at yeah. a minimum. Um, I think that's fair. I do think – you know, people who live in Dallas, you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's that much to do in Dallas on a Wednesday at 2.30 a.m. So I do think possibly uh, the pickings get shadier um, at certain you know times of night or in the morning. Like um, Jarrett and Ayana from season two, Jarrett's staying out to like literally all night. I think he comes home at like 7 a.m. sometimes. And you just wonder, like, what are you doing between three and seven that is like, remotely like going to be kosher with ayana <laughs> night yeah, after so, night after night so it's the time frame so, for it's me. so sad it's so sad to think about that honestly jared and ayana yeah because J- ayana is so, yeah. so, so sweet totally there, and like and yeah yeah anyway um but you, you know th- that, that was like a couple i rooted for right like here this is season three is like a wasteland for couples to root for like I'm rooting for them not to get get together because it will be better. For, they'll be happier. This, this wait, way, you know? it's I still don't think it's a wasteland. I'm cheering for SK and Raven, and on some level, I'm cheering for Alexa and Brennan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Now we left um, out a pretty big reveal. Right, which is Cole's apartment. Cole's apartment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you and I would have fallen in love with the pods because we vibe. Um. So we see Cole's apartment and. I do think it does deliver as uh, as I had anticipated. Like, and not only that, but like the way it's shot is incredibly unflatteringly. Like, especially like the close up of the toilet, it looks disgusting, and it ju- it just makes it look very very unpleasant. It 
I mean, I don't think there was a flattering way to shoot it. There is a chair upside down on top of a hot water heater that just looks like hazardous. And um, uh, at the same time, he stores all of his like baby effects above his, uh, you know, above like next to his fridge. The you baby know, effects were very above. sweet. Um, yes. And uh, then you also learn that that Cole's family like isn't cool with like I think my sense is that Cole's family is like really hardcore Christian, and they're not cool that like he's sleeping with anyone else before their their wedding day and probably is not cool with like the unconventional way with which they met and when i you know when we recorded our first episode i said like cole is a tragic figure and he continues to be incredibly tragic both because he is harming zainab possibly irreparably during the course of the show and also because his life seems very sad in some ways right like because of the whole his parents like don't accept his lifestyle decisions so yes i actually thought the things he said about like, oh, I thought Christianity would be more about forgiveness and they would recognize yes. like that. I'm I mean, he he literally looked for someone who would pray with him, you know, like I think he does not not care about faith. Um, and I, I think that it felt like a very real debate people have all the time internally. Yeah. Um, um, but, so, so anyway, I, I bring it up because they have that conversation right after they're introduced to his apartment. And, you know, um. And it, 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 I'm like, oh wow, Cole! Like this, this delivered on my expectations. And also, reminder: Cole is a human being, and he's not a he's not necessarily a terrible person. He might be incredibly annoying and insufferable, but he's not a terrible person. You know, he's just a human being with wants and needs, like everyone else. And and no filter. It made me feel bad. It made me feel slightly bad for judging him, but also he and Zainab are terrible for each other. And we met Zainab. We meet Zainab's stepmom as well. And like, um. She she talks to Cole about how like yeah she's really looking for someone to like be her stable family and I'm just like it reaffirmed what you and I talked about last time Joy that um, Cole is not that no Cole cannot provide no. that and that's just it's just so clearly wrong I, there's no way this makes it to the end in my opinion like there's no way they g- get married Zenith just needs someone really settled and really grown and Cole is like a boy like a very yep. old boy <laughs> yep. Um, okay, but, 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 before we move on from the apartment, mm-hmm. riddle me this. Where was this couch that Cole said he had delivered? Do you remember that? Mm, yeah, maybe. He, well, he hadn't put it together yet, maybe. But where were the pieces? That was maybe a very was the, small... Maybe it was in the hallway. Maybe it was in the hallway still, you know? I don't think there was a couch. There was no room for a couch in there that I saw. I think... Mm. That was a lie. <laughs> the DNA test determined the couch was a lie. Um, anyway. So coming up on the show, um, I think we obviously will move forward towards the weddings and the dress shopping and the whatever. But I think we have not met Colleen's parents either. Right? So we met Matt's family. And that was yes. actually a very sweet interaction i thought um i think we've had a chance to meet everybody else's to the extent that they're participating um mm-hmm. but i wonder if there's some reason we're holding off on that no doubt no doubt uh anyway the next two episodes will be released this coming up wednesday and then the finale will be the wednesday after that and then my guess is there's going to be probably some reunion afterwards that will be released after that um, our current plan is to cover those things and you can find this podcast at decodingreality.tv 
uh, and email us at decodingtv at, uh, at gmail.com if you want to let us know what you think of this podcast. I will. I do want to point out, I did, you know, I'm about to share this with the the existence of this podcast with the decodingtv.com membership. Um, and uh, and I have shared it with some people in the, the Filmcast Slack as well. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to start to get more listeners, more than like five listeners next episode. And so that will be exciting. So if I think you're, two if of those might have been me checking the feed. <laughs> If you're just tuning in, you know, for the first time, welcome. And uh, I have somewhat randomly got pinged from various different people from across my internet travels uh, talking to me about how they want to host podcasts about reality TV. And so that's one of the reasons I created this feed is uh, to have a venue for that. Um, I don't know, like I don't know that we're going to be doing this weekly for the next like three months or anything like that. But I do think there probably is an audience and uh, a creator appetite for more reality TV coverage, and so that's what decoding reality will be, hopefully. Um, so we'll see. So thanks for coming along for the ride. Really appreciate it. It is an experiment for now, uh, but thanks for your patience and hope you enjoy this chat. And thank you, Joy, for talking with me and for transcribing this amazing bit of dialogue well um you know we could read this annually to each other it's just sort of like a couple's tradition if you want uh veto (laughs) thanks so much for listening and see you later goodbye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious italian leather bags and so much more Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.